0: Good evening and welcome to the latest rendition of the AG podcast. Today I'm your host, Jaminator, and as always, the man who pushes the buttons is with me, Ash Cohen. Good evening, mate. Nice to see you again. Yeah, no, good to see you. Happy Christmas and Happy New Year yeah happy new year to you mate as well hopefully it's a bit of a better one than last year um <laughs> moving on to uh, the guests for today uh today is an exclusive podcast reveal of the clubs event uh, teams so we've got the two brainchilds between the operation who is suited and burger suited nice to have you back on
1: uh yeah mate yeah I, I, where's my hat are you doing ball? all right yeah i'm good mate
0: yeah <laughs> the, the soccer electric <laughs> ball on the way yeah I'd say we're not Soccer AM, if anything, I'm probably Tim Lovejoy, he can be Helen or whatever her name was. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh good mate, thanks for having me back on, it's going to be a good one. Good, good, good. And, uh, and semi-regular obviously now, Burger. nice to have you back on matey.
2: Yeah, thanks, and yeah, nice to be back on, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Good, and how are you feeling now as well? obviously with your, your health issues with, with Covid and everything, you're all feeling better?
2: Oh yeah, it's long gone now, it's, it was more my mum that I was worried about, but ev- everyone's on the mend, uh, thankfully
0: good to hear it matey right so um we're gonna kick straight off we're gonna go uh, through quite a few things today so podcast potentially could be looking at a bit of a longer one than the previous week uh, we're gonna start off by looking at league one so obviously none of us have ever been down that low thank god um but uh, we'll start and um, burger i'm gonna come to you first um the big standout and i think it's the thing you have to talk about first when you look at league one um, isn't the two lads at the top but it's actually the two lads at the bottom andy brill who we would expect potentially to be there you know for as lovely as an, and a lovely guy as he is he's not the best at fifa bless him um but someone who uh potentially wouldn't have expected to be down there at the start of the season but potentially are quite glad he's down there, uh, is uh dearest storm so what do you make of storm's start to the season not a win in any of his six games
2: um yeah i mean it's been pretty atrocious although he has played i think the top three teams which In his defence, can be backed up, but when he's only found out about a tackle button that was missing off his game, I mean, there was a big thread about it and uh, Joe talked him through. I mean, if he don't have a tackle button, I mean, he's got no hope. I mean... Do we believe that?
0: Did you believe that?
2: Well, the amount of times he's moaned about not tackling in parties. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think everyone's (laughs) fallen asleep to it, I think, two or three times in the past. (laughs) But yeah, um, I mean, I'm not entirely surprised. He's just all he's been on a downward spiral all the time, and he got very lucky getting into the Premiership by not playing games and getting nine goal and having a good run to the end of the season. And ever and since then,
0: as well.
2: yeah, that's right. And then ever since the reset, he's just st- 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 uh, stalled and then just dropped off. Um, I mean, I think, I mean you when you think of Storm you always think of Harry and Harry's got thirty more points in him and Yeah Storm he's not has... like that is he? No, <laughs> not at all.
0: <laughs> I think um I think it's highlighted as well when you look at the uh the goal difference as well, you know, minus eighteen goal difference. Normally uh, when you play Storm, you know, he's he's relatively difficult to break down I would say anyway. And and like you say, not too long ago he was a Premier League player, you know, two seasons ago. I think was it back to back relegations? Uh, yes, it oh, was because potentially... he was
2: lineal champion of the championship, if you remember, and that,
0: that <laughs> oh, yeah. well, oh yeah, oh yeah, that was it. <laughs> brilliant um ash what do you make of uh, of league one so far uh, obviously last last pod we uh, we had a chat we made some predictions around uh, who we thought was going to do well and and what things were going to happen um i said sofa would do quite well he's still there i said he would still be top of the table and potentially unbeaten which hasn't quite happened no um but uh, i think he's doing he's doing all right he's holding his own quite well
3: it, definitely um you know and we thought he was going to be up there near the top. He's he's there about. I mean, he's what five points off the top two. Um, I mean, I just want to really quickly mention the two at the top: uh, Brian Worm, um, Brian, I think this FIFA suits him um, absolutely. You know, in terms of his play and I mean, he's played mm-hmm. eight and one eight. Um, so I'm not surprised to see him up there. Um, but Worm, um, mm-hmm. I had a bit of a question mark on him at the start of the season, but he's also played 818 i mean okay you know you look at the players he's played you know they are the sort of bottom half of the table but you can only peep what's in front of you as of when you come along and um, you know both uh, both of them will be very happy with that start
0: I think they will and I think um, I don't know whether or not suited you've played Bry or Worm much on this FIFA but Worm is definitely improved on this FIFA and Bry, to back up what I said, absolutely, I think this is his FIFA. Um, when I play Wince, who we'll get to later on, one of his tactics is, you know, with Calvert-Lewin and Williams is to chip it into the box. Um, even if he's near the box, he'll still chip it in because they can win headers and they score goals and it seems almost like a bit of a cheat code on this game and in games gone by that seemed to be Bry's MO. Uh, obviously last uh, last Xbox, um, sorry, last FIFA. The, uh, the the crosses seem to be a bit broken, but this season it seems like it's come back with a vengeance.
1: Yeah, it's sort of played into hands. I mean, I played Bright last night and he absolutely slaughtered me.
0: Mm-hmm. I just couldn't,
1: I couldn't deal with with his combination. You know what's going to happen, you know it, but you just can't get your players quick enough in the position to to sort of defend it. And he's he is going to be, I hate to say it, he's he's going to walk with this league. I think he's going to finish top. Um I'm really impressed with Worm. Um but I think with Worm is he is uh he has the um moments where he will ship goals. Um and sometimes you know you can put five or six past him and you know so I think that's gonna go against him there. I can already see in the league already, you've got that that break where you can already see there's gonna be the top six or seven and the yeah. bottom bottom lot. I mean, if you go down to Tunners in seven, there's already a five-point gap between him and Wiz. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got the rest. And I think one, you know, he's all right. He's had the easy guys, as it were. I'm not putting anyone down by saying that. But you know, he's got another game he shouldn't theory win next week. He's got Brilli, So he could go 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. You've got to beat what's in front of you. So at the minute he's doing that, um, yeah, so he's doing what's required. I think getting the points on the board is it is
0: I mean, Berger. One of the things you preach a lot of the time, uh, when we've spoken, is you know get three points from a minimum of six on each match day, yeah. um, is your sort of mantra. And I think Worm has to be a flat track bully on the, the people he's playing now, and then minimum pick up three points per match day going forward. And again, he's going to surely secure the top uh, one of them top two places.
2: Yeah, I mean, going on to I I played Worm in the most recent event, and I, I think it's the first time I've played him and he has definitely improved from last FIFA and he was a tricky opponent so I'm not entirely shocked he's up there, yes you've always got that, you're playing the lesser players but you've still got to get those results um, so, uh, which I've failed to do this season as well um, but yeah I mean Worm, you can't only do you can do much better than Worm and Bright now so all plaudits and they've just got to keep keep it on um, yeah, I think they've got to I've had a great start.
0: I think, Ash, to back up what Suited said as well, I think it's one of the things I actually had written down. It's going to be six from seven, isn't it, in terms of that top six? Yeah. Um, despite the fact that Wiz Fox, you know, shout out to Whiz Fox, he's often been down there competing for the Wooden Spoon with Andy Brill, but he's done really well this season. But you do think it will be six from seven? Um,
3: yeah, I think so. Um, I'd even stick my neck out on the line and think that the top six that are there at the moment are will be the top six come the end of the season.
0: Yeah, I mean again we'll see. We'll see. Again, I think that you know honourable mentions for um for Raz, I think he's the only uh we I mean, we we'll look at his bank balance, he's the only manager that seems to be um you know, actually getting a pay packet per uh, per fixture or was potentially before the um the players got taken away from from some of the people like Sean and, and Rye Um so, you know, more power to him for doing well in a in albeit a, a weaker league with, with a much weaker squad, um in from, you know, perceived opinion from from an outside looker. Um so I think boys, there's not really much else to talk about in terms of League One. So um if you guys are happy, we will move on to having a quick look at the eliminator. Yep. So the uh, the Eliminator um, obviously has been a bit of a, a, a struggle uh, in more ways than one, both financially and in a gameplay aspect for a lot of managers this season. Um, I'm just going to quickly run through who is top or who will be projected to be top in my eyes in terms of fixtures and who is bottom or will be projected to be bottom uh, of the, uh, the six groups. So group one, we've got Paul, top and Harry, bottom. Uh, group two, myself top and Gaz bottom. Group three, Tunners top and Jeff bottom. Group four, Aaron top, Rhino bottom. Group five, Sofa and then Rhino, uh, sorry, um, Judge is uh, bottom. And then group six, Jaxie and Wardy top and bottom, respectively. <laughs> so, um, Suti, we'll come to you first. In terms of those, uh, those lads that are top and bottom there, um, any shocks? I mean, I know one that shocks me in terms of a standout. I know it's a. Um, a handicapped tournament, but Tunner's finishing top of group three or looks like a finish top of group three seems quite impressive.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's my group. I mean, I'm, a, I'm actually bottom of that group now. Cause I got slaughtered by Bry last night. So I've gone below Jeff on, on goal difference. Um, so for, for me, I'm like the source on that sticks out because I've had a wretched eliminator.
0: Right.
1: Um, I'm probably the biggest name premier wise going out. Um, but apart from that, everyone else you should go through is going through. You know, you look at Seixi's winning his group. You know, you're going through. Ash's going through. Berg going through. Um, Tono's played really well against me. Uh, Buncey, I should have beat him. I just missed a hatful. Um, it's not been the best. I think this is the first time in an eliminator I've not or may not progress. I've got to beat Storm um, to finish above Jeff. So, obviously, Storm's got a two-goal head start on me. But, again, I should, in theory be doing something there so it's in my hands now whether i get out of the group or not but mm-hmm. when i looked at it earlier on there's nothing else that really stands out to me who is going out or who shouldn't be going through i think it's it's played out as it as it should do really
0: i think um in terms of the championship ash paul um has done really well in the championship and that's reflected in his eliminator games as well um i know he's not had the most difficult group essentially but he's uh he seems to be sort of trudging on with, again, albeit not the, the strongest squad in the world as well. Yeah, I mean, uh,
3: definitely. I mean, just looking at Paul's group, um, you know, I know he has the goal head start, um, but even still, you know, some players in there that you'd expect maybe to get results against him. Um... I didn't mention it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't going to, but... Um... <laughs> now, now he's brought it up, go ahead. <laughs> now, now, now he brought now he it up. Um, you know no I mean just looking at Berger Soggy Rye Jones you know really good players out of that group you know Hilly and Harry on their days um, so no to get out of that group is, um, it is really good
0: mm. for Paul again especially that the thing is there I mean again I wouldn't want to play Paul without a goal advantage let alone with him having a, a goal above me um, that's a, it's a tough tough ask for anybody really especially if you're a, a lower ebb Prem player as well Um Burger, obviously Ash has touched on it there in terms of the Eliminator and, and your uh, your involvement. What do you think about um, anyone else standing out there in the Eliminator for good yeah. or bad reasons?
2: Um, I think it's like as you were. I mean, like, would you say Jeff is potentially going out and or Stu?
0: I think it it depends. Yeah. I mean, obviously, don't know more about that because I think obviously yeah. I've looked at it before. The table was updated this morning, this afternoon, but. Um, <laughs> I think for me again you've got to look i think there's a few pl- fixtures to be played in that group still that's yeah. one of the ones that's not tied up
2: well one of them will be liable to mr tanky tanky um <laughs> as, uh, a few people in this party have experienced before yeah um certain certain events but yeah i mean it's as we were i mean i always struggle against paul roy jones Wood, the wintz And they're going to be a problem in this format. And I think they've always have been where they've got a goal or two goals head start. um, And they're players that can get good results against anybody. Um, I mean, I think Roy beat me with a goal ahead and then Paul actually beat me throughout and not needing one. So um, yeah, I think those are the players that I would look out for and hopefully try and avoid um, going forward in the, in the uh, competition,
0: well, I mean, obviously the eliminator wraps up. Is it on Friday? It wraps uh, up the seventh. The seventh, so Thursday, Thursday. The eliminator wraps up. The um, the next round is it? I can't remember. Is it another table format? Next round,
2: I think yeah, so. Yes. I think,
0: and yeah. then it becomes knockout. The top in, two qualify from
2: each of the groups.
0: Yes, and then that, that
2: goes into an eliminator, I think, Yeah and knockout.
0: Yeah. so again there's still plenty of games to be had unfortunately for some uh, in no. terms of finances um, but uh, again we'll see how we go with that uh, moving on then boys uh, obviously ordinarily at this part of the uh, the podcast me and Ash would throw over to uh, Joe and Bertie respectively for the golf and, and F1 but this, this week because of time constraints and edit reasons we're just going to go ahead and, and briefly touch on both those subjects uh, starting with the F1 now so last night we were in Japan um, Div 1, I mean Berger there was a big crash involving you and Mark on the first straight not yeah. quite sure what happened there really um, it took Mark out, he couldn't recover so he, he ended up backing out uh, mm. yourself you managed to recover and still finish obviously in the points because there was only a few of us, well there was about 10 of us racing, ten.
2: so I was already guaranteed points as long as I finish
0: <laughs> exactly, so I mean again from your from your element what happened in that crash like, was there a reason, did you watch it back? I...
2: Well, I was in front and I think I just broke because I was cautious of people in front of me and Mark didn't. And um, I think it's where we were just together and I I couldn't do anything. And I think he was caught from the right and then he ended up in the wall and I managed to break and get out of it. But I had big damage. Yeah. So it was more of the fact of getting around, getting the pits and then just staying alive um, and having a very, very lonely race. <laughs>
0: Yeah, mine break um, was quite lonely actually as well. I made a mistake trying to chase down Suited and Joe, and uh, ultimately cost me. I think I was with Joe's penalties of six seconds. I was one point five seconds away by the end, but obviously in you know real terms that's nearly ten seconds. So I didn't see anyone from uh, from about lap five, I would say. Um, so yeah, it can get quite lonely in that situation. Uh, I think against... when
2: you Go on. I think when you pitted, you were two seconds above me, and then within four laps you were ten. So I know one. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, In terms of your race suited, um, obviously, you know, you're uh, up until last night, obviously, we're still waiting for the table to be updated after last night's event, but you were the the closest challenger to Wardy um, in terms of the overall division races. Um, Any chance of you with your car of of managing to overtake him now he's in the McLaren, or do you think that's long gone? Uh, No, he's still a good racer.
1: Uh, even in the McLaren. Um, I mean, the half nice isn't bad. It is bad its a nice car. Um, the Haas it races well. I mean, I've had a few good results in the last few weeks. But Japan, I just it's a notoriously bad track for me, hands down. Even Joe said last night he was he was catching me second after second because I just I don't know what about the track. It's just that first windy bit I just can't really get the grips with, and I just lose so much time. Mm. Um, going forward, there's still a few races to go. Um, can he be caught? Yeah, I mean, the one really that's going to be, is going to have the chance, I think, will be Buncy. Mm. Um, Because Buncey, he's in a bit of a quicker car in the the Alfa Romeo. Um, so he's improved from the, the Williams going up a car. Um, and he's getting quite good pace out of it. And again, last night he was pretty, pretty there. So I think if anyone's going to catch Wardy, it's going to be Buncey. And you may see a late surge up the table. I don't think he's going to catch anyone in the top. Two or three, but Aaron and the uh, the Red Bull, he's having some really good races. In, that in Red Bull just is ridiculous,
0: yeah.
1: isn't it? It's, I That's mean, ridiculous. We, I think he's had what he would have had a first in uh, Belgium or Hungary, but he spun out, and then he had a second, I think, last week in, in Russia or a third. So he's racing really well in it. So I think he'll he'll get a lot of points in the last few races. I think next week's America, so it's going to be a penalty fest. So again, I think it's on that one there. It's going to be a case of who can stay on the track and get the least amount of penalties. Um, because I think last year people were getting like what, 15, 20 odd points on it again. So it's going to be an interesting race next week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, just briefly, Ash, obviously you're the only division two racer, um, in the uh, in the podcast this evening, um, Thomas the Tank Engine. I've been <laughs> heard you called uh, for dropping down to Division Two. Uh, you was. won last night in Japan, I believe, and you lead the Division Two table. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes,
3: um, good race for me last night. Um, you know, quite like Japan. Um, yeah, managed to start out strongly and didn't see anyone really from about lap two. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's a couple of. Um, you know started up top with bry um you know i've had some good battles with bry this season in the division um good racer um and then harry appeared from uh, somewhere about halfway through into that sort of second third spot and then sort of spiraled out i've hit a wall or hit someone i don't know probably this latter um yeah no it's a good track for me japan um so yeah <laughs> can't have any complaints really um on to uh america's next
0: week that's it on to USA um so in terms of uh, f1 we'll leave that one there boys again we'll catch everybody for next week in uh, in USA like suited said absolute uh, penalty fest unfortunately more penalties than man united <laughs> um, so we'll move on to, uh, to the, yeah ding dong so we'll move on to the championship now um, again luckily none of us are in the championship as well it's all prem podcast as usual um, we like the LM boys obviously, not yet anyway appearing. yeah <laughs> um, so just in terms of the championship um, obviously we've got Joe and Bertie as the top two um, Joe seems to be recapturing some of that form that we've uh, seen him lose over the last few seasons and he seems to be doing incredibly well Um but for me, the standout performer has... Well, okay, two of the standout performers. First one for me, uh, Berger, is Rye Jones. Now, despite having, been, you know, huge financial turmoil twice, you know, going into administration twice, um, if anything, it's just not affected him at all. He's just still going. You know, he's only lost one of the last five games. Um, he's third in the division. Um, admittedly, I've not delved in to see who he's played and who he's not played. Um but he seems to just be uh, trudging on.
2: Yeah, um, I think I alluded to when we talk talking about the healing, Um he's a good player and losing his players has not phased him one bit. He's just got on with it. He knows what predicament he's in um, and he's had a very solid start to the season um, and for that, he might be losing more, I don't know what his wages situation is now, but he looks in a very good position even if he doesn't lose one or two more Um, I mean you, yeah. I mean he's. You can't really ask for much more, really, for having a turgid start and still to be in the top three. That's Mm. off to him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, Ash. In terms of uh, the second person um, that I think's doing incredibly well. I mean, I'm not. This is not taking anything away from Joe and Bertie because ultimately they are the top two. And you know, Bertie having um, not too long been in League One. um, You know, and Joe potentially was, was, you know, was nearly down there last season, uh, managed to save himself. Um but for me, you know, someone who did come up from League One recently was Wince, you know, and there were so many times where he was always the bridesmaid and not the bride in terms of the playoffs for League One. Yeah. Since he's got to the championship, I mean, you know, won four of the last four games. Um, you know, he's he's won four, lost two. But he just seems to be on a bit of a, a steamroller mission at the minute. He knocked me out of the League Cup. He's been doing great in the Eliminator um, and you know fifth in the championship could this be the season that he, he goes back to back and ends up getting up to the prem for a change
3: yeah I mean he's got two games in hand as well he wins those two mm. games he go up to third um, yeah I mean we've always said about Wince, you know and we've sort of given him that sort of um, that mark of uh, being around the league one playoffs and the championship um, it would be nice to see him in the top division can he do it I think if he goes on a good run yes of course he can Um, he's one to watch I think for this season maybe a bit of a dark horse for those top three
0: I would agree I think again it's his front line isn't it you know um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Anaki Williams it's one of the best front lines in the uh, in the AG leagues and well most devastating I think as well and the way he uses them to to great effect Um, suited would it be fair to say that a bit of a grey man, if you want to call it—I think that's the term anyway—someone who sort of goes undetected quite a lot, and we never really give much airtime to on the podcast—is the new AG Bucky in uh, in Plunkett. He always seems to do quite well and just sort of plods along. Last season um, was was in the safe zone in terms of the uh, the championship; didn't ever really get threatened with relegation. This season, you know, fourth and and, and playing quite well.
1: Yeah, he is. I mean, when what two seasons ago? Uh... He was quite close to actually going up to the Premier anyway, so he, he's got it in his in his locker to do it. Um, but I think sometimes if you can stay under the radar, it takes that little bit of pressure off because mm-hmm. people will expect the likes of Joe, uh, Buncey, Welzer, Mark, Paulos, everyone because they're they're ex Premier League players. They've done it before. They've gone up. They've come down. They've gone up. People always look at them, and I think with someone like Plunkett, if he can just go about his business get the wins, you know, again it's it's very similar where the way I look at it, it's you've got to pick up the points against the guys who you, you you think, right, okay, you've got to you've got to really bookmark people. So for someone like Plunkett, he needs to make sure he's beating the likes of the Hillies, the Tuggies, um Lost Boy, getting a result yeah. maybe against Mark or Paulos. And if he can do that, like Berger said, if you can get at least three points a match day after you've played maybe the weaker teams in the league, you're in you're in a good stand and you know you've got six places to to physically, you know, get somewhere in that in that division. For me, um Roy Jones, like you said a minute ago, he's he's done really well. Um Wintz has done well. The interesting thing now is you know, these top guys are all going to be sort of vying for for position. So it's, again, really who's going to sort of score more goals than anyone else, I think. Um, yeah, so again, I think having a healthy goal difference is really going to help in in this league separating the top six. Mm.
0: I, I would agree for sure. And again, someone we've not mentioned there, Bunsey, Wells, uh, again, and, and, and like you said about Paul and Mark, you know, Paul and Mark are the two that you'd look at there. And I know Mark's only played four games. He's won three and only lost one. So, again, you'd imagine if you took his results and, and and added on the games he'd not played, he probably would be in that mix for top six mm-hmm. um, but uh, Berger, would you say it's safe to say unfortunately the, the bottom four are going to be sort of there all season? Um. Yes that, that then bottom four
2: you would probably say I mean you said there was a five point gap in that one there's already a four point gap in that one and I think it's just a tale of two halves um, I mean, anyone up down to ninth can get promoted. And I think you've got 10th to 13th that have got a very good chance. Well, three of the four will get relegated. So, yeah, I would back up that uh case. I mean, if they do get on a good run, then they might have a chance. But it's looking like those four at the moment.
0: I mean, it was always going to be tough, wasn't it? Because when we, yeah. we, we had visibility as admins and we saw that to even out the numbers in terms of leagues, you know, we had to promote lost boy who I believe lost in the playoff, um, last season, you know, we've got Payne, who was in league one last season, Tuggy who's new, you know, again, it's always a difficult one. And obviously you've got Hilly there as well, who again, I believe not too long ago was in, was potentially in league one as well. So, um, not a surprise maybe to be seeing them down there but again it's um, it's tough it's tough when you're at the bottom and it's tough to find out where your next win's going to come from as well um, Hilly seemed to do quite well on his last match day he managed to beat Rye Jones and draw with Rye Jones which potentially when you look at the table could be a bit of a, a turning point for him but again as you alluded to there it's like well who's going to replace him in that bottom four that's that's the question because you look at the rest and you know well, in terms of form what maybe Welzer potentially um, is the only one you can see sort of dropping down. Maybe Rye, if, if the the lack of players seems to affect him that much. But you know they, they talk about uh, with Ash. You know they talk about in the um, the the actual Premier League. They say about forty points, don't they? Get forty points. Get forty points. They've even loaded it now to thirty six. I think is is normally the safe zone. You know Rye Jones already has seventeen points. Mm-hmm. Um, you know again, is that going to be? Is seventeen points going to be near enough? <laughs> where you need to be to potentially secure a, a minimum of a relegation playoff. Can you see Payne and Lostboy picking up, you know, or Tuggy picking up 17 points over the season?
3: Um, no, probably not. I think 17 points would be enough um, to stay up in that division. Um, yeah, it's difficult to see the sort of bottom four really, um, okay, you know, getting more than that, Mark.
0: mmm okay right we're gonna move on boys um to uh, the golf segment of the podcast so first of all before we talk i mean bertie's given us actually an exclusive to reveal on the podcast in his wake um which is the Ryder cup teams for the upcoming golf rider cup tournament uh, so we'll get to those in a moment but beforehand uh before we do that i think last week or potentially the week before the um the event was around a course that you created suited is that correct
1: yeah so i i uh there was, there was a a few courses where we've had problems with sort of the bugs and stuff. And I I sort of sat down and thought, right, let's just try and and recreate something, uh, which we can use. Um, and it was just something different. I mean, we all play courses, but to actually physically have one that we've created ourselves, it was, it was a nice challenge. Um, you know, it took me what, two hours over what, six or seven nights to put it together. Um, the details are, is what makes it the hardest. You know, you've got to put in all the trees, all the plants, all the grass and stuff like that. But I, I didn't want it to make it easy, easy, but then I didn't expect it to be as challenging as it was, which I think a lot of people, I don't think anyone broke par on it, which is good because it, you want something to be challenging. But, um, you know, any feedback that anyone's got, please just PM me because I, I do plan on doing another one. Um, and I want to sort of, you know, improve it a bit more if I can. But, it was mm. nice to see it played. It was nice to see people having a crack at it. Um, yeah, it was, you know, it, it, to have that bit of recognition, you know, like we've actually done it ourselves was was a nice touch as well, I think.
0: Mm. I mean, again, if, if I'd have still been playing the golf game myself, and I know Ash would echo this as well, I definitely would have loved to give it a crack because it sounds like a great achievement to be able to make your own course. And sounds like a bit of a labour of love. If you really enjoy it, it sounds like something that would be interested, despite the, the, you know sort of nitpicky details that you'd have to go through. Um, Burger, I mean, some sort of live feedback, I guess. What did you think of the course? Did you enjoy it? Did it infuriate you?
2: <laughs> the first two words I said, just oh, a couple of, I had a few choice words to stew uh, after I had it. Yeah, it was a very tough um, course, um, and I know he's always had a thing about par fives. And um, being getting a ball in two shots, and he had one par five where it was very, very tempting. and I ended up doing it three times, then in the water, all three times. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I mean, I think I got a couple under par in the second round, but I said, I mean, any course with a lot because there was a lot of water, um, I don't really get or do very well at, um. But um, yeah, I've, it was very good and challenging, and I'm I more prefer going on those courses than a 16 under par winner. You know, it's that's that's too easy, and you just want you do want a challenge where whether it's greens, fairways, uh, wind direction, or elevations, it had everything really. So yeah, it was good. But um if you can put some more gettable par fives, would be yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that long one going down the hill, that's that that was a beast, I'm not too sure which one it was, but you can you can physically either if you take driver off the tee you've 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 gotta then decide do I take the three wood or the five wood, because it's slightly downhill and then you've got like a, a little island. But in between the island is literally about two inches of water, which then is classed as a water hazard and a little bank, so it's it's putting it in the right area. I had it so that you had to hit the perfect spot to reach it into. If you went slightly to the left or to the right, it was it was a goner. So yeah, it was a it was a it was a it was a in the character to see how many people went for it, and I think a lot of people did because it was <laughs> quite. <laughs> well,
0: no, it sounds good, man. And again, I think it's it's great to see, and I'm sure you got you would echo the sentiment that if anyone else wanted to give it a go. Then I'm sure Bertie would be well on on board with that, and 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 get people to give it a go. Oh um, yeah,
1: definitely,
0: yeah. So we're just going to uh, reveal the Ryder Cup teams then for the AG Golf Tournament, which I believe is happening next week. So um, it's split into two teams, two captains um we've got the north westerners which again you can probably imagine who's going to be in this uh people from the north or the west is, is is how i imagine um although i'm not quite sure what andy brill's doing in there but anyway we've got um bertie who's the captain of the north westerners his team is andy brill hilly gasgrass wince Paul Lowe's, tunners and yourself burger so then we've got the Southeasterners Rhino is the captain followed by Welzer, Bunsey Fox, Suited Recluse Riverman Joe and Goldenbeard now obviously you guys will be the best feedback on that from when me and Ash used to do the golf Ash from my reckoning that sounds like the Southeasterners have got the better split of players but again obviously we'll, we'll find out um, Suited your initial reaction to, to those teams
1: yeah I'm thinking Rhino is going to be having a laugh there. I think he's got some decent players in his team uh, not knocking anyone else uh, but when you've got the likes of Wells or Buncey Joe's not bad either in there they're, they're three top players yourself um, yeah I'm on the south look, team yeah he um, leaves in work he do it yeah. <laughs> um, but then you've got you know the thing is when you've got like, the likes of Barger has done really well lately he's, he's been winning so he's improved his game quite a bit um it is improved, you know, winces is, is improving, and Tunners as well. They've all, I think Tunners has won a major or sort of a, um, uh, a weekly tour. So, yeah, it's not too bad. I think, though, that's, uh, I've got to say it, Rhino's team, we, we're going to win it, I think. So, But I'll just put it down now. I was going to say,
2: Parker? just to touch on, like, I think the final five's happening this week, and that's like the tally of all the scores without the handicaps that Bertie provides. Um, it includes me, Wells Tunners, Bertie and Paul so There is four people in the North team in that wow. top five.
0: This so, already sounds like fighting talk. This is good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm just I'm, just, I'm just giving you some context to like, the season. Um, and that's pretty much e- every week involved. So,
0: um, so is, this, is this the equivalent of Rafa's facts, rant? Is this what this is?
2: Well, you can go look on the forum, have a look at the <laughs> final five.
0: Oh, my word, he's chirpy, boy, isn't he? He's everything Yeah, going for it, go for it. <laughs> oh my word. Right, so yes, um, again, obviously, that will be posted, I imagine, by Bertie as soon as the podcast is, um, is up and live and you've listened to it. I imagine there'll be, uh, a, a, for lack of a better expression, there'll be a hard copy on the site so you guys can remember who's in which team as well. Uh, good luck to everybody taking part so uh, boys we're gonna move on um, to the league cup now just as a quick recap um, just to see where everyone's at and again I think one half of the d- d- draw is a lot further along than the other um, myself I was dumped out last night by Vince. Um again you know I was 3-1 up and uh, he managed to win 4-3 phenomenal comeback from him um, and it was a really really good game really enjoyable Um in terms of Wintz, you know, again, I know we've sung his praises a lot. It might as well be called the Wintz podcast today. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, he's beaten three prem players, myself included, Riverman, Soggy, and uh, and myself, to get to uh, the semi-final. He'll need to beat another prem player, which will be either Burger, Shelbourne or Topcat, to get to the final should he do that obviously there's no handicaps in this tournament as well Uh, Berger if you can get past Shelbourne that lines up a a fixture with your friend Topcat are you uh, confident you'd win that
2: Um, I've got to beat Shelbourne first Um, you don't really take any games I don't really you shouldn't really take any games for granted Um, yes I'll be favourite but I've played Shelbourne enough times he's beaten me and so has Tom so um, I mean it's a very tough draw from if I want to get through to the final. It's one of the top, probably the toughest ones I've had to do. Shelbourne, Tom, there'll be a bit more spice with me, my best mate. And then you've got Nawins, who always has a good game against me and the amount of goals he scores past me. So, yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, one I, mean, I hope I get through, but I mean, you're going to be asking the same question to Shelbourne. he would be saying the same thing. It's a good chance for him to go far in a competition as well as Tom.
0: Oh, absolutely absolutely yeah, i think again that's the league cup is is has a lot of jeopardy to it because it's an immediate knockout which i think a lot of people enjoy um ash equally yourself obviously you've you've beaten a couple of players now you know you beat Jaxie in the first round which i think is is you know, obviously phenomenal 5-4 um you then sort of brushed aside judge bread and you've got the one of either lost boy or bunsey if you can get past bunsey should it be bunsey you've got a a, a a sort of easier potentially run to the final than the top uh, the top bracket does so what are your thoughts on uh, on the league cup yeah i mean i've had a good start um you know i was
3: flattered to get a win against Jaxi. you know you know along with yourself burger up there you know top two players of division so i was happy just to get a look whoa, in. whoa,
0: whoa excuse me excuse me excuse me we'll come to the premier league in a minute mate <laughs> uh, i can tell you right now burger is, <laughs> right is not in the top two spoiler have you got a mute button i can tell you right now burger is not in the top two right carry carry on burgers
3: won a trophy <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah no um so obviously it was flat with that judge bread you know the scoreline flatters really it was good game um yeah it's no easy games i mean buncy would be tricky I lost boy i've not played lost boy on this fifa um you know so i, I don't know what i'm really going into um but I mean just looking at some of the names that are still in this bottom division you know they're players in the past that I've struggled against so uh, similar to Berger you know it's one game at a time mustn't take anything for granted I've done that in the past and been knocked out Um, so yeah I mean either Lost Boy or Bunsey, whoever I think they might be playing uh, Thursday night Um, so I'll look forward to this weekend playing um, either of them and hopefully having a good game
0: Brilliant. And, and suited just to touch on yourself before we uh, move on. Obviously, uh, dumped out at the first. Well, I guess technically the second round, but the first round that you played against Sean. Uh, what happened there?
1: Tough game. I tell you what. I think Sean is he's one a good of player. the. He's a very good player, and I think uh, he's one of the underrated players um, in there. It was a tough game. Uh, lost on golden goal, four goal, um, three. So again, it wasn't for without trying. I scored a last minute equaliser. Um, to take it a golden goal and then he sort of scored within the first two minutes which is always a kick in the teeth, isn't it? Um, but it happened. Um, for me, the surprise for me was Jake Seagull going out in the first round. No offence, Ash, but I would have expected Jake Seagull to, to sort of get through the first two or three rounds there and that was the shock and I think that's left the wide, wide open on that sort of middle bracket area. I would see Sean giving Bry a good game so I, I can see that probably being uh, either an Ash or Buncey against Bry, I think it would would do him there. Um, but again, I you know I know we've said his name many times not already, but I think what wince has done by beating the amount of prem players that he has, without a handicap as well, to get through to now the semi final, he's in now. I think he's he's done um, really really well. Um, I would see Burger beating Tom, so it'd be then whether wince can uh, can topple another giant.
0: Mm. Well, I mean, you know, let's let's hope he does. Let's hope he does beat Burger mm-hmm. because that'd be fun, <laughs> wouldn't it? Um, right, moving on, boys. We'll leave the league up there. We're going to get onto the Prem, um, which obviously is where we uh, we all reside, thankfully. Um, and then, obviously, we'll round off with the club's event reveal as well. So. Um, I mean, just in terms of the... Uh, we, we just touched on it there, in terms of the top two. Ash, unfortunately, not being in the know about Berger, not being in the top two, um, and me being in the top two. So, I mean, Berger, do you want to just um, explain what's happened? I mean, your fourth, just clinging on to that Champions League place, um, <laughs> you know, sort of looking up at me and Sean and Jaxie from from your lowly place of fourth. What's what's happened this season?
2: Um, I mean, I've had my bye week as well, so people mm. have had an extra two games
0: but arguably you could say two games you didn't have to then lose but you know carry on
2: <laughs> yeah uh but yeah i mean the games against jack as were win a piece could have well if i was a bit more streetwise i should have really lost the second game but scoring a late goal and then conceding from kickoff straight away was a big kick in the teeth and obviously the soggy one where i drew one one my fault to blame. I mean, you've all saw in the thread. It's one of those where I should have stopped it. Um, I didn't, and then I got the drop points as a result. But I'm happy with the start. Um, feel like I'm still going to be here and thereabouts, uh, and I haven't played you yet, Jam. So, um, just enjoy it while you're up there. Uh, and I think, um, I think, I think you've got a good shout in the top four, in my opinion. Very good. Shout. I don't
0: think I've been out of the top four for the last few for the last few seasons. Mm. To be fair, so I would. I would think, say I would. I would be disappointed if I did. I think
2: Sean's going to have a say somewhere because I do really, really rate him. Um, I think. I mean, what's different to me and Sean is that I've got a really big squad and he hasn't. Um, and that's a testament to have, have be competitive with such a lower squad. Um, and I think he could be. He could uh, make some noises in the premier uh, in the league so yeah I mean a happy could be better but could be a lot
0: worse mm. i mean uh suited we'll, we'll come to you i want i want to leave ash for a minute just to stew on the fact i'm gonna grill him about his result against Soggy so we'll let him think about that for a minute <laughs> um, but uh, but suited you've uh, you've won two drawn two and lost four. Uh, scoring 23 and conceding 25 in the process, and sitting just just above the relegation playoffs. Um, you know, last season you'll have heard it on the podcast. Me and Ash and, and multiple guests were full of praise for you and Shelbourne. Um, very much, so you and Shelbourne is almost like a yin and yang. You know, following each other up from the Championship, both potentially you'd say overperforming against expectations in the Premier Division last season. Um, this season potentially a bit of second season syndrome. Potentially just you know. <laughs> Maybe having to work out your squad and the dynamics. I don't know. What what do you what would you say is the reason you've not been a little bit better this season?
1: Uh, I'm finding it to defend hard at the minute against mm. Prem players. Um, I don't know what it is. It's you know head to head league. I'm all right. I don't I i do not I think it's there's no pressure in that head to head league. But when I come to league games, I'm a mess. <laughs> like I, I you know you just don't want to lose. You know especially you can't lose two on the bounce. I mean I lost two on the bounce to Sean and I was then already chasing my tail. Um, I only got a point off Aaron. I only had a point off Phil. So when I played Tom last night, again, I was like, right, I cannot afford to drop any more points at all. And luckily I got two wins last night against Tom, which has sort of set me up a little bit. I just, I'm just, i just finding it tough to keep the ball out of the net. I have... The game against Aaron, I, we drew the first game 1-1 and everything was pretty hunky-dory. Second game, I lost 7-1 and I just nothing I could do it was just every time the ball went over the top my defenders were all over the place it was just like the opening of the Red Sea and it was just like goal after goal it, it just got demoralising in the end but you just got to keep on back out I think for me and I, I had this written down on my note I think at the minute if you look at the league table I think anyone from seventh down we're going to be looking at each other thinking right you know we need to better each other my My linchpin, as it were, the thing that goes against me is my bye week is last week.
0: Is Um, that your control then, really? If if you're around there, yeah.
1: Exactly, and that happened to Paulo's last season. Paulo's had the bye week on the last week and ended up getting relegated because of it. So for me, I need to make sure I'm picking up more points and again, the guys around me as well. I can't be drawn into that battle come the end of the season. I think the fixtures next week, just touching on that, Uberg is going to be a massive game. Um, because you can really stamp your authority on trying to, you know, break into that top two um, instead of him. I've got Phil against Aaron. Again, Aaron would want to try and get maximum points from the two guys that came up. And Ash, Jeff. I think if Jeff, you know, I not want a game yet. You know, if he loses two to Ash, he's in, he's up the street without a paddle. You know, it's he's going to start finding it tough to try and pick up points. You know, <laughs> zero uh, one point from six games at the moment on a minus twelve goal difference. It's it's tough going, but he has got the man Highland up front. So, you know, it's whether he can get him scoring goals.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, Ash, before we come on to um, your sort of shocking results, essentially, you know, that that, uh, that happened recently, I um, want to touch on one of the things Suity just said there. I mean, in terms of when you look at, again, if we take eighth down, if we just discount Shelbourne for a minute, apart from Wardy, who, you know, seems to concede a lot of goals, but to be fair to him, he does score a few as well you've got the worst um goals against in that column. Obviously yes, the best goals for as well, but the worst goals against. Yeah. Um, you know, regularly <laughs> when, when we play uh, head to heads or friendlies, it seems it's five four, it's six five, et cetera. You know, there's there's lots of goals scored. Um I know you, you're normally a sucker for your 4-3-3 attack formation. I don't know whether that's leaving you slightly open. I mean, what what are your thoughts on on potentially not shutting that back door and, and stopping the goals going in, being potentially one of the reasons you're down there in eighth at the moment?
3: Yeah, um, I think maybe. Um, you know, it works quite well going forward. You know, scored goals. Happy the way it goes forward, but obviously does leave me out a little bit at the back. Don't have the two quickest centre-halves. Um uh-huh obviously a lot of quick players around in this division um you know if you're in that behind that through ball then you're through there's nothing i can do and i think maybe that's the issue at the moment um so maybe there will need to be a little bit of a tweak at the back or maybe a change of uh, personnel um but yeah it's i think we're all sort of in that position at the moment um mm. if looking at the sort of table and you know obviously I look at the players that I've played. We will <laughs> we'll talk about soggy in a minute. Um, you know, I've I've played Wardy, Top Cat. Um, I can't remember who the other person was. Um, first game of the season. Um, it, I think I'd be looking at mid-table. Um, mm. It's a tough division, um, you know. So sixth or seventh. If I, as long as I can avoid the relegation
0: playoffs, um, you know, this season I, I'll be happy. Mm. I think the, the thing is before again. We'll, obviously, we'll, we'll, we've danced around it. We'll go straight into it now. Obviously, the the soggy cabbages result for anyone who's not seen. Um, the the first game was five five, and the second game, you know, he beat you three yeah. nil. Um Again, there's no getting away from it. I mean, that's that is a shock. That's a shock. No. Whichever well, way you dice that up. Before we came on the podcast, I had to
3: pull out the humble pie out of the. Uh... <laughs> out of the oven. Two really good games, um, you know, the first one, 5-5, five, five, I think that sums up maybe FIFA at the moment, you know, in terms of the games, high score in both ends. Um, the second game, I, I don't know if he tweaked something, uh, but it just completely outplayed me, um, you know, and done really, really well. So I have to sort of, um, you know, we've given Soggy a lot of stick on the lockup of podcast before, uh, you know, he's it, done really well. I mean. <laughs> he done well against me i gave him four points he's only on five um <laughs> whether whether he'll do enough to stay out of that you know sort of stay in that division time will tell but yeah i mean based on what i played him he's a uh, you know he's certainly not as bad as perhaps uh i thought he was
0: again i i think when you look at it i mean suited i i could potentially see if, if we stop the league right now um and it was soggy and riverman in the relegation playoff. I could see Soggy coming through that and winning. Riverman's personally the better player on FIFA. um, And I just can't seem to beat Riverman at the minute when we play head to head. Um, But Soggy, he does just have that. I don't know. I don't know what it is. He's got that sort of Indian sign over people where he can, he can pull out a a performance when he needs it.
1: Uh, I think Soggy gets inside people's heads and that's a problem. People then, Mm. they they don't play what's in front of them. They start playing the person. And Phil is the biggest example. He cannot stand playing Soggy because you know, everyone everyone said about Soggy ball this, but Soggy gets inside his head. He, he lives in there daily, you know what I mean? Because of the way Soggy goes about it, you know, maybe the odd pause here and there, a little tweak, a little change, um, you know. Not on the mic. Not on the mic, five at the yeah. back, you know, and, and that really riles Phil up. So even before he's got into the game, Phil's already on tender oaks thinking...
0: He's already lost. Exactly. He's like having a handicap.
1: Exactly. (laughs) You know what I mean? So if it boiled down to it, yeah, I I could see Soggy doing it, and he's probably not going to like me saying that, but it is the truth. (laughs) Um, And I think that is what gets Soggy through games. He will surprise people. He surprised Berger. I know the connection issues. He surprised Ash. He's got it about him. And again, he's not got a, a, a stellar squad. But he uses it in the right way. He's got it set up in the right way for him, and that's it. And um, at the end of the day, he's got to do that to give him give them a chance.
0: Mm. I mean, Berger, we, we touched on um, Sean at the start of the chat about saying that he's been a bit of a surprise package. It's worth noting, he like you said, obviously he's got a depleted squad through financial worries, um, and he's only you know he's one of two uh, unbeaten managers in the in the Prem as well. So. Um, just before we move on from, from the Prem chat, how far do you think Sean can go this season? Where would you see him finishing up? Top four, I think that's
2: a pretty safe bet, I reckon. I, th- I think the top I mean, four... You say either... that,
0: though, but if if you look at the top four now, Jaxi, me, Sean and Ber- and yourself, Burger, you think that the likes of Aaron, Topcat, you know, they can't break into that? Even suited and shelf? Ah, um, you know.
2: I mean, you've just got to look on previous... Leagues and that, I mean, you had me, Southey, and Jaxi, who were at least 20 points, I think, away from the next best person. That is like six games, and I think it's that's been the trend over the last few seasons. So, um, we would have, me and Jaxi would have to drop a lot of points for to bring into place, and that could easily happen. Um, so you either have to get Sean and you to have a very good season. And being the mixture with me and Jaxi, um, but yeah, I mean you've got Aaron and Tom, but um, I'll be well. I think the top four, if, if I was to bet, would be the top four. Um, yes, you've got Aaron who could easily get in there. Tom, possibly, um, but I don't think no one else.
0: Mm. Fair enough. I mean, we'll, we'll leave it there, boys, so we don't um, drab on too much about the Prem, but like I say, there's some good fixtures coming up, and hopefully we can uh, we can see the, um, see the table take a bit more shape. Obviously, again, we're only six or eight games in, depending on who, who you look at in terms of bye weeks, so there's still plenty of games to be played yet. Um, right, we're going to get to what most people, I imagine, have tuned in for. And if you have just skipped to this part of the podcast, and how dare you go back and listen to the rest. Um, we'll talk a bit about the uh, the club's event um, and obviously the reveal of the teams. But before we get there, boys, obviously, it's um, having access to the admin room. You know, me and Ash, obviously, a visibility of the situation and... I think it'd be fair to say that you and you and Suited, Berger, have, have been a bit of a, a driving force behind this suggestion of having a bit of a clubs event um, aspect to AG. Um, Berger, if you touch on it first, then obviously hand over to Suited. How did the idea come about and, and what, what steps have you taken to bring it to fruition?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, it was mainly Marcus uh, sent a PM to me and Stu because uh, we've got the experience of playing a lot of clubs. Um, And he just basically wanted to get a league of some sort to get almost all the members uh, on the site involved. Mm. Um, And obviously picking our brains of what we can do and how well the club's events have run in the past. Um, I think he was telling the last club's event that, because it was a lot of scooter one, but you could tell people enjoyed it. I mean, I think the mainstay was like Satie and when he did a blog... He was really unsure about it but once um he got involved he really enjoyed it now that's something that i think marcus has seen and wants to get more of um and obviously come to me and Stu, and we've just written up a, a, a base a, um a format um which hopefully will work and then there's a lot of things uh, that can be added to and from but obviously we just want to get the groundwork started and if it works well then it can progress
0: yeah, I mean, of, so Stu, what, what do you think in, in terms of the um, the clubs event? I mean, first of all, like like Berger said there, obviously Marcus has approached you too because you play a lot of clubs, um, you know, in clubs leagues as well. Um, I often see when you're online, you're playing clubs. Is it something that you think could do really well on AG and, and we could sort of take and, and make a good league format of in the future?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it, Marcus had the idea for a while and it was mentioned about when we did the the charity game where we had our bfl team against you know the guys on the site and there was so much interest there that that sort of really got marcus thinking well there's a great scope for it to be on the site now you Mm -hmm. know there's one thing that we've we've all said and 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 one thing that marcus says well we don't want it to become tribal where you have clicks of people um and stuff like that so we were trying to do it is Best we can to get members playing with different members that maybe not do it before. You, you get to know different people. Um, but like Berger said, you know we've put a few things in place, but there's so such a big scope that we can improve it going forward. We're just trying to wet people's appetite. I personally didn't think we'd get so many that we did within the first two hours, let alone the first couple of days. You know, and now we're up to about you know what, um, about 39. just on yeah thirty nine people that have said they want to get involved and that just shows how popular it can be um, mm-hmm. and hopefully the concept works you know, hopefully this this gets people playing it this gets people sort of involved in the club scene because it, it is a part of the game which doesn't really get a lot of use I and mean, when we've had a couple of people you know, come in and on the site and we've had the events and but the last event really didn't go that well you know, we only had what about six or seven people turn up so something like this, a league format And you can tell the difference. People want to get involved. Um, And I think it's going to be a really good addition to the site for sure.
0: I think the the thing is as well, I mean, one of the things I love clubs events and I love playing clubs. One of the things that stopped me playing clubs events, um or it was not clubs events, sorry, playing clubs in general was, you know, on the other website and league format you guys are a part of or, or were a part of, the um the demand to play games, I think it's, you know, multiple nights a week, plus then doing the F one and and an A G event as well. It would just be too much. To commit to, whereas if it was something like this, whereby you know one event per fortnight um, was dedicated to playing you know fixtures there, that makes it so much easier because the the element of having to like we've seen with the Call of Duty events for example in you know, the two v twos. The element of having to get more than two people in for a game, like in a normal FIFA fixture, having to get four people arranged for the same time or five or six, you know, this by having it on one night every two weeks makes things so much easier and just removes that potential barrier, really, of, um, of non-competing members on the site. So, no, it's really good. And I don't, I don't know what you think, Ash. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, Um i am too uh it's gonna be good
3: if it's anything like it was for the uh the charity game yeah i've always enjoyed clubs there's always a great laugh um so yeah I'm really looking forward
0: to it so boys i mean without further ado we've got four teams to announce so i don't know whether you guys have already designated who's going to reveal what team obviously you guys are both a captain is that right
1: it is yeah. indeed yeah so, so i'm I mean, going to do team yeah. one and three perfect and burger is going to release teams two and four
0: okay fantastic um, so if you can start by saying who the captain is for that team and then go through who um, who is was actually in that team as well that would be fantastic did
1: you want me just to quickly say how we got to these people pot wise yeah that would be fantastic actually yeah, yeah. that would
0: be really interesting as well yeah
1: so pretty much we got everyone uh together we, we sort of looked at it and we sort of went through the people who play clubs regularly to the people who don't play clubs regularly and haven't played it at all so we had three separate pots we sort of designated people per pot and then divvy them up. Um, so we knew we were going to have four teams. So, for example, we had 12 people in pot A, and then we basically took the three best people from there and put them teams. So everyone's got a sort of a fair sort of split of of teams, as it were, as players. Um, so team one, uh, I am captain of that team, and in my team I have Aaron, Raz. Wardy, uh, Paulos, Tans, Lost Boy, Wince, and Rhino. Um, yeah, so that's my team, and I'm pretty happy I've got what I've got there. So yeah, I'm uh, I mean, you've looking got, forward to these guys.
0: You've got Ag's version of Ashley Cole right there, haven't you? In Raz. In Raz, yeah. <laughs> he's, um, whenever we've played clubs, he is always a standout player. He just plays his role fantastically well.
1: Um, yeah, and obviously, does. you've
0: got Aaron as well, who plays clubs a fair bit with AG guys. So, that's, that's a quite a strong team, that.
1: Yeah, that's not too bad. I was I was quite happy when we when I looked at it at the end. And I was like, you know, even the guys who may not play like Rhino, Wintz and Mossboy, they're decent players, 1v1. They know what football's about. So, it's just, you know, again, it's about having fun. But also, it's yeah, it's, it's not bad. I mean, I'm looking
0: forward to it. Mm. Uh, Burger, do you want to give right. us yours? Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: I'm, I'm the captain of team two. Uh, just, the... just
0: quickly, if I'm on your team, this podcast ends now.
2: <laughs> you're going to end it?
0: <laughs> oh, no, nah, are you serious? Nah. Oh, my no, God. you're not. Oh,
2: thank God. Okay, so team two is as follows. Myself, Topcat, uh, Jeff, Mark the Shark, Roy Jones, Wayne G, Wiz Fox, Big B, Tunners and the new member Tunandy
0: okay not too bad not too bad there I think um, Wayne EG seems to strike a chord there as someone on the club's event who didn't seem to do quite well um, obviously you've got your mate there top Cat, as well I'm not like how you did that one um, I
2: didn't put it was all it was chosen into each team so me and Stu didn't really have a say into who we should have
0: fair enough but uh, again happy with your team
2: oh uh, yeah I'm looking forward to it. And, doesn't uh, sound
0: as strong as Stu's team.
2: Doesn't necessarily mean he's going to win it, does it? <laughs> you could come last, sir,
0: there's a chance you could come last. How do
2: you feel about it? Everyone's got a chance to come in last.
0: <laughs> right, Stu, go on, give us the next team.
1: So team three, this one is captained by a Um Much to his like surprise that he was a captain uh, when he found out. He has a decent team. His second uh, in there is Ash followed by uh, Buncey and Plunkett. Uh, he then moves in then with Bonzi, Brilly, and Worm, finished off by Sean, Gaz and Jakesy. Oh,
0: that um, well, is a strong team. Um, so that,
1: yeah, Jakesy was like a late, late to the party on it. But you know, we sort of thought maybe that Phil needed an extra body in there. So, yeah, he got Jakesy put in. So, yeah, he's got a strong team. I, I think he should be happy with that team. He's got some decent players. He's got a couple of players who can defend well. Obviously, we know Phil's going to play left striker and nowhere else.
0: Um,
1: so, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, he's a, he should be happy with what he's got there for sure.
0: We've got what Bunsey and Ash as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. That's that's a strong team. That's potentially that could be the final between you and that team there. I reckon in terms of squads. Let's let's hear the last one though, Burger.
2: Uh, so the last one is Captain by Hilly, and the team as follows is Goldenbeard, subs yourself, Jam, Storm. MJG, Satie, Joe,
0: Harry and Bertie. What the fuck is that about? MJG, <laughs> Storm and Harry. Are you having a fucking laugh? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> brilliant.
0: Weird. Fair enough. Fair enough. Come on, Hilly. Whip us all into shape, lad. Come on. It'll be like uh, that Harry's Heroes. We'll all be off to uh, bloody Marbella or something. Um, but no that, that do you know what it'll be a good laugh if, if not anything else um, and who knows it could end up being a, a Cinderella story I think <laughs> as much as it sounds horrible even though we've got some good players in there individually I do think that sounds like the weakest team um, even though I'm on it but uh, Ash what's your, uh, your initial predictions following those team reveals there then what do you think is going to happen
3: uh,
0: I think we're going to have
3: a lot of good games a lot of high scoring games um you know, but at the end of the day, it's it's all going to be good fun. Um, you know, the more high scoring games, the better. Um, and roll on Friday for the first event.
0: Mm. Uh, so, uh, besuited, what's going to be the format? Because obviously, we know it's going to happen over two Friday nights in January. How is it going to work in terms of games played, etc.? Uh,
1: so, I believe uh, what we're looking at is it's going to be uh, games each other against each other as uh, a round robin this Friday. Um, take that in and then to the following Friday when we have another round of round robins with each other. Um, and we then have the playoff 1-2 for the final and then 3-4 for the third and fourth place. Um, so you like you play like a home and away fixture, as it were. Um, obviously, that gives people, if they can't make this week, they can still get in their team next, uh, the next one uh, and vice versa. So, yeah, it's, it's like a round robin, like a, like a mini-league. Um and it's not all over in one night. So you know, at the end of the day, if you lose two games, you then go into the next week knowing well, hang on, we've got to pull our finger out. We've got to play well and win a couple of games, and we're back in the mix again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the format's like a, a mini round robin. Um, I believe it's going to start at 9 p.m. as normal this this Friday. Um, wow. We haven't decided the the, the format of who's going to play who first or whatever yet. But um, I know Mark has just put some details in the in the, the chat room. There's a few rules. There's a few sort of uh, what we need to do, we're going to be trying to use Discord as well. So there's there's a lot of things that we're trialling. Um, just people need to get on board with it, have fun with it, and, and let's try and make it something good for the site.
0: Yeah, no, it sounds really positive, lads. And uh, again, thank you for the part you guys played, and obviously thanks to Marcus for his part in it as well. Um, right, I think in terms of uh, the podcast, boys, we'll wrap it up there. Um, we've we've gone on obviously just a bit over an hour there, uh, but I think again, I don't know what you guys thought, but really good content. So we'll uh, we'll hand over to um, to Berger to say his goodbyes. Uh, right, thank you very much, Berger. Uh, no, go on, mate, if you want to. Uh say you yeah Uh
2: thanks everyone uh, looking forward to six points against you jam next week uh, and,
0: oh, John, um, so I can't looking wait. forward
2: I to uh, looking forward to the club's event on Friday
1: and going forward
0: cheers mate thank you and thanks for coming back on uh, suited
1: as always always a pleasure never a chore let's get everyone on Friday let's have a good crack at it and uh, let's keep it going
0: Thank you very much, buddy. Thanks for coming back on as well. Uh, we'll get that hat-trick ball uh, sent in the uh, the mail to you. Ash will sort that out, no problem.
1: Lovely um, jubbly.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Ash, uh, <laughs> thanks for pushing the buttons as always, mate. Great for having you back on.
3: Yeah, yeah no, brilliant. Thanks to uh, Burger and Suited for coming on as well. And uh, as always, if you're sitting there listening to this and you do want to get involved, please, please do see a PM myself
0: or Jam, and uh, we'll get you on. Yep, thank you. And again, thanks for me, guys. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you didn't just skip straight to the end and you listened to the whole thing, because it was quite a good one this week. So um, we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.